Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Well, everybody, it's the Roundtable. Uh, Robert Bannon back again. I hope you're watching us on YouTube or on the Broadway Podcast Network. Do you like Halloween? Okay, here's a fact. My birthday is on Halloween. Do I love it? I don't know. Do I hate it? No. But you know when you're a kid, everyone gets like the cupcakes from the Walmart and they give them out. No one cared about my Walmart cupcakes because it was Halloween. And that is why I'm in therapy. You get it? Well, everybody, I really love Halloween for today and this season because I love Emma Hunt and she is a joy. She is super fun. And she has a brand new show that's going to knock your socks off. Maybe it'll make you levitate. Maybe it'll make you... Well, I can't make jokes about exorcisms because it terrifies me. But Emma Hunton is here to talk about exorcistic coming to New York City. It's so good to be here with you. I have a special, special one for you. You know, Emma Hunton is a fun time. I I was I was able to be in the recording studio with our dear friends Matt and Griff when they were doing the Witness Uganda album, and I was kind of babysitting their babies. And then Emma was outside, leaving the, going into the studio. She gave me instructions and directions on how to have the best sushi, and she's right. She knows L.A. She knows L.A. And now she's back in New York. So send your requests and, and where she's got to get her sushi when she's here. Emma Hunter is here. Yes. Hey. Hey. So good to see you. It's so good to see you. I am excited that this show. Okay. So I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat, Emma. Am I going to be scared? You know what? I always love to tell people it's a, it's a, it's a love letter to exorcist and, and we really are parodying it. It's um, it's sort of centered around a theater company putting on a parody of The Exorcist. So we really go for the laughs. We really we get we get with a couple scares, but it's it's mostly a fun time because I'm a well, scary cat too. Yes, <laughs> you know my partner is like, do you like scary movies? And he wants to go. I'm I'm like, if I'm with you and I you, I can close. And I'm not alone, absolutely. But if I'm living alone, I'm not watching a scary movie because I convince myself that it's going to happen to me. I, same. I'll be doing my laundry in the laundry room and waiting for the killer. Mm-hmm. Same. And Emma, I can go to sleep at night and I'll be like, I don't want to see my dead grandmother. I don't want Jesus to come. I don't want to see. I don't need an exorcism. I grew up Catholic. I read all about that holy water and the cross and the pea throwing, the, the pea soup. Yes, pea soup. Oh. Listen, I have I actually have a metaphobia. So when I when Allie and Michael asked me to be part of this, I was like, I don't have to throw up, right? <laughs> like there's no barf, right? <laughs> is that really is it is it something that you're like, uh, do you 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 are it's something that I it actually I do like I have panic attacks if I see I'm good if it's like my friends or whatever, but um if I see like a random person on the street throw up, like my night's ruined, I have to go home. <laughs> I understand. Well, people always make fun of me because I never throw up. I may have thrown up twice in my life. Oh, same. I will lay so still. I will do anything I can to avoid it. See, I'm the I same. Love, I love these interviews because who would have thought, Emma, <laughs> that this is where we're <laughs> we're talking about throwing up. Well, I feel like that's natural with the exorcist, though. Absolutely. Well, it, exorcistic yes. is coming to New York City for the just in time for Halloween. The show is in limited viewing. It's short. It's a run of only like two weeks, so you got to like jump. 
You really got to jump on it. October 8th through October 23rd at the box. And if you want to get your tickets, you can go to www.hrsproductionsla.com. They have all the dates and the information. Yes. So tell us, because this is a unique concept. It's it's a un- There's a rotating cast. There's all sorts. Tell me, what are, what are we in for? There, listen, you. every night's going to be different because, like you said, we have a rotating uh, special guest diva that does uh, this, the top of the second act. Um, and we really get to watch sort of the progression of this theater company start from a reading to an off-Broadway show to a Broadway production and how it sort of manifests in, like, in the quality of the show. It gets better throughout the show because like our, our production is sort of getting bigger within the show. So by, we've got some really, really fun stuff planned. Um, we're really lucky that the location that we're doing the show in, uh, 189 Christie Street at the Box, uh, has a lot of fun rigging sort of set up. So there's going to be a lot of big changes from the LA production to the New York production, just because we have some stuff out there that we didn't have at our disposal in LA. Um, our cast is insane. I've like, I mean, I've been doing this since I was professionally since I was eight years old and I don't think I've ever met a sillier, like more talented, more game cast. Like we, it's some raunchy material and you kind of, you can't really be sensitive or have a sensor. So we really are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to make each other laugh and seeing what sticks. And it's really fun to have an entire cast and production company that is just like willing to say and do the craziest stuff just to see if it works. That that sounds like the, well, you know, parodies and and these show, they're like all of the, the rage of theater, especially in New York. You know, the play that goes wrong has been here for a moment. Titanic started in literally a basement and has become a thing. It's true. These shows, we, we want to be entertained and we want to have fun. And we all know The Exorcist. So we are here at this time of year to have a good time with exactly. you. Exactly. And I think the, you know, I mean, I think parody theater is a really big thing in, in New York and in L.A., but we very rarely get to have original music. With that, we're usually doing sort of jukebox, sort of familiar pop songs, and this is all original music. And I'm not just saying this because I'm in the show and I love this show. There is not a single song that won't get stuck in your head. Like, I have had people text me two days after the show saying, I cannot stop singing Captain Rowdy. And it's like, it's just one of those scores that is, you feel like you've heard it a thousand times before. And and you never have, and it's all original music and it's so clever. And Michael Shaw Fisher just really hit it out of the park. He is a two-time ovation award winner, writer. And, um, you know, I think that's, we, I love original music. That's, uh, I love theater and we love all of the shows, but to have an original score and, and, and new music we could sink our teeth into, that's a treat. So true. It's so true. And I feel like it's in a, in a day and age where, you know, we, we very rarely get to see original music, especially to a familiar storyline that we all know and love. And the great thing about Michael is that he is not, this isn't just his favorite horror movie. This is his favorite movie. Like he cares about this show so much and it comes through in the material. You can just like, I've done a lot of parodies where sometimes it feels like you're almost making fun of the material. And this really just feels like, an absolute love letter to this movie in the well, most ridiculous way. <laughs> you, your character in this sounds like you can have a lot of fun because the press release says that she's a method actor who takes it a step too far. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> without, you know, without ruining too much for you, because the the score, you, if you listen to the album, you can kind of tell. Um, I play myself playing the role of Megan, who we renamed Megan from Reagan because uh, it's part of the parody, le legal issues. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, Emma, the actress, become possessed. So no one else in the show, everyone else thinks we're just doing The Exorcist and I'm actually demonically possessed. And no one knows what's going on. <laughs> well, I so it's it's a it's a fun time. <laughs> well, if you look at this list of who's going to be there and the people that are going to be there every single night rotating, it is an all it's an all star lineup. It's, I know, and I'm so lucky that I really do have the most talented friends: Jamie Sapiro, Lindsay Pierce. Like these are my best friends. That I'm like, hey, will you come and do this thing for me? And they were like, absolutely. What day can I do it? Like they were all so on board and ready to jump in. You, everyone, I mean, you've done the shows that Lindsay has, has done, but I mean, you want to talk about someone who sings, 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 sings. Uh, Lindsay, I, I will cry every time I talk about her because she's truly my sister. Like, I feel like in a lot, a lot of days, I feel like I was put on this earth to, to be here with her. Cause I just love her so much. Uh, I, it is impossible for me to see a show of hers and she does the same thing with me. We have this tradition where every time one of us comes out, we go, that's my best friend. And it's going to be so weird because I can't do that because I'm on stage with her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to silently be like, that's my best friend. <laughs> Nothing is better that I'm sure than being able to have fun and in this festive time of year to be here and do something with some it's people. The best time of year to be in the city. Yes, Le yes, it is the best time of the year to be in the city. So you get your friends and you make a night out of it and you go to a fun place and have some drinks and eat yeah. some, food and then um, have some laughs and, and see some great music. Get in the spooky spirit. Get in the. You know, I turned forty on Halloween. I turned. <gasps> Happy early birthday. Yeah, 40 on Halloween, yes. That's a gift. It is. You know what, Emma? Thank you. That It is a gift. And I will be there the be during this run to have a pre-celebration. Yes, please. Let's get a drink to celebrate your birthday together. That's a deal. That's I'm going to need all the drinks. Um, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about, like, um, you know, you're looking at Emma. We, we, we follow all the SAG requirements of the strike and everything on the show, but you've seen Emma on a lot of different things throughout the years. But if people are just familiar with you from the box, you have quite the history of musical theater. I do. I do. I, um, I actually, my cousin the other day, we were just sitting on the couch and he said, do you ever just sit and think about all the shows you've done? And I, and I do, I like, there are days where I sit and I'm like, Holy crap! I've I've done like some some bucket list things yeah, that yeah. like I'm I'm very very lucky. I mean I I feel like I have played every every woman's dream role. I've, I've done Elphaba. I've done Maureen. I I did Spring Awakening, and I feel really really lucky. I feel really blessed that um that theater still wants me because <laughs> I'll be here as long as it wants me. I will always come. I I feel like especially, you know, with the strike happening, there's always, um, there's always concern. I feel like that TV actors will sort of infiltrate the theater world. And I feel really fortunate that um, I've always been welcomed back with open arms. 
and that it, it always feels like home, uh, no matter what I'm doing, that's not theater. It, theater is always home to me. So it's really, really nice to um, have this time back home and doing like coming back with a show that I'm producing and that I'm really proud of. And it's it's really nice to come back to theater. <laughs> yes. Well, what is well, before we talk about I'm just going to ask you about being a producer, but before we talk about it, you know, there's a generation. A lot of students watch this young th musical theater heads that are out there. These, you know, the, the, the hashtag theater kids that are out there. Mm hmm. They watch these YouTube videos of you and all the alphabas and, you know, all these hidden cameras. And I'm sure you see the videos and all the Maureen's and the compilations of all of the. Oh, I get tagged in all of it. <laughs> of course. What is it like to be in kind of the lineage of these mega shows, you know, Maureen and the Rent history or alphabas going down the line? I mean, everyone, including you, is a singer singer that's it's, up there. It's crazy. I will say there is something about the camaraderie, um, and I really felt this when I was doing Wicked. It really felt like a sorority sort of sisterhood. Um, it's it. I feel like we used to be in this world where everything was competitive and everyone was your enemy and your competition. You had to, if you didn't beat them, then you were worse. And I feel like we've really sort of, at least I feel among my peers and women in theater that we've gotten much better about being supportive and cheering each other on and um, sort of fixing each other's crowns instead of pointing out that they're crooked. And, uh, and I'm really proud to be part of that generation of theater of women. And I've really, really felt that um, more so the older I get, that it really is just more of a sisterhood and people being like, you're doing this incredible thing. I've been there. How can I help? What do you need? I know that I needed this kind of support when I was doing this crazy thing. Um, how can I help you? And it's been, it's, it's been, I feel like I really did see the, the end of the bad stuff. And I really got to come up in the theater world when we started going through this change of like women supporting women. And, um, and that's a long tangent to say that, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> That, well, that it's it's really beautiful. There's enough jobs for everybody. We could all there is, and I think that you know when when we lend ourselves to support good theater, those shows don't go away. You know, like you when you are done, you pass the baton on. Um, I think about Annalie Ashford when I joined Rent, and she left me a Maureen survival kit of chips and Diet Coke. <laughs> That is a great story. And she wrote me like a really sweet car, but it was just like, you know, that's, I, I just, that's that. More of that. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is a beautiful, a beautiful story and homage to exactly what we're, what we're talking about. To yeah. Me. I, th I think it comes back around and, and you, if you, you put that energy out there, only, you know, good things will come your Always. way. And then, you know, and then you, then more women get to play these roles down the line. And, and, you know, now that we are becoming more aware of there not just being two genders that non-binary performers exist and that we are breaking outside of these boxes of not just, you know, feeding into gender roles. I think it's, it's, it's really, really great to watch and to be a part of. Yes, it's going to be exciting. It's yeah. only just begun. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, like I can't wait to see the first non-binary performer as Maureen in a rent tour. Abs absolutely. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, or yes. the first like non-binary alphabet. Like, let me see it. I want to see it. Uh, 
I, I, I'll be sit, I'll sit right next to you because that I'll be, I'll be there with you, front row. My tickets to see that. I'm ready. Yes. Uh, I don't know how you take care of your voice as well as you've done. You know, you, you can hear horror stories about people who do these monster roles and go on the road and you know are touring around the world. And then I got to see you sing in person at the Wallace when you did Witness Uganda, and then saw you at the recording studio and listened to the the track. Which your voice is so beautiful. Your tone you. is so beautiful. Thank you. So what is the trick? What do you do to take care of your your health when you're in a show or vocally? I mean, every show is different. I've definitely found with Exorcistic because of the demon voice. Um, I Heidi Blickenstaff always said this when we were on tour of Freaky Friday, and it really does sort of nail hit the nail on the head. You only have so much gas in your tank every week. And it's not just singing. Like There are things that you do in your show and in your life that take gas out of the tank. And you have to choose where you spend your gas, right? So with Exorcistic, for me, it's uh, there's no drinking alcohol during the week. There, um, the the show's really physically demanding. We're doing um, aerial work. I'm, you know, doing back bends and crab walks. So like, uh, my body is really, really stiff um, every day. So every two days, I'll take an ice bath. Um, I will try and get a massage on my day off, but like, not just like a, like a, like a physical therapy massage. Sometimes I pop my ribs out of place. So I got to go get them <laughs> popped back in. Um, but it, but I will say I've done shows where I've had to live that lifestyle and it hasn't felt as rewarding. Um, this is something I don't mind doing that for because I feel like the work that I am putting in off stage, I get back tenfold on stage. So it's worth it. But, um, but it is, it's a very, very strict lifestyle. And I think that's why musical theater performers tend to get so burned out because, you know, we do these jobs back to back to back and it's important to still be a person. Yes. And so, I mean, when we were doing the schedule for Exorcistic, we were talking about realistically how many shows in a week can I do vocally? Um, and basically what it came down to was I said, look, I can't do this show twice in one day. That's just, it's physically and vocally impossible for me to do this show twice in one day. So does that mean six shows a week? Does that mean five shows a week? Does that mean, you know, seven shows every day, only one show? So we really had to sit down and think about what was doable for me and for my standby, Kim Dalton, because it's not, you know, her and I share this role. She she has to be just as prepared as I am every night in case something goes wrong. And um, and it's and and her and I really talk a lot about we're always checking in with each other about like, is this do we think this is possible? Like this is okay for two shows a week, but is this possible for five shows a week? And um, and it really it, you have to be so strict with yourself. It's just self-discipline. And, and I was bad at that when I was younger. I, I, I think I could get away with more. And I was like, oh, it's, I don't have to, you know, go home and go to bed. But now I'm like, oh, it's 10. Like, I got to, let me like FaceTime my honey and then go to sleep. <laughs> I get it. Well, that didn't just sell. Now we all want to know what you're doing and what's all going on. Go to at exorcistic underscore musical on Instagram and you can find information there or go to the website hrsproductionsla.com. You get to make some decisions and talk about it because you've decided to take a leap from just being a person on the stage to being behind the scenes and being a producer. How was that journey? Yeah. What was that decision like? Well, it was, it felt really 
easy. It was a very easy decision to make. It felt really natural. And it really, there was, there really was no conversation. We had sort of, Michael wanted to record the album and he asked me if I would do it. And I said, absolutely. We got, you know, all of our friends and family, past cast members, current cast members to come in and record this album over a period of like 24 hours. We did this whole album. (laughs) Yeah. Like truly like knocked it out of the park in 20, like learning stuff in the booth and being like, okay, 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 record it, record it. Like really flew by the seat of our pants. So at the end of this 24 hours, you know, I don't know if it was exhaustion or delirium or just running on the the magical fumes of like doing this incredible score. But I was like, what's the future of this? And he was like, well, I would love to do a production because it's the, the 50th anniversary of the movie coming up. And I was like, okay, well, what's stopping us? And he was like, well, we need someone to produce it. And I was like, I'll produce it. And he was like, really? And I was like, is that weird if I'm like in it and producing it? And he was like, no. I was like, all right. I was like, you got to make your own stuff, right? So so Ali and I started HRS Productions. She's my business partner. And uh, and that was that was really it. Emma, you are HRS Productions. Yes. It's uh, I love the name because you know, we call it, we always say we want to just do hood rat shit with our friends. But it also, but it stands for hers. It's like, and it's a female-owned production company, and uh, and we just want to do hood rat shit with our friends. I, I want to watch hood rat shit with my friends, and I, I and I hope that it's a hers or a, a they or a, whoever is oh, making it. Whoever's. I just want to be able to see some good hood rat shit with you. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, no, I really, we have to come on. We have to go, everybody. Yes, come see Exorcistic. What are you doing? Get your tickets. Get down there right now. Yeah. All right. So it's running October. You have no plans. No one has plans, everybody. You have no plans. You need to get a group, get together. Come fall into the exorcistic with us. The exorcistic. And we could listen to the album right now, right? Yes. It's on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you stream music, you can find us. We got to learn the words so we can have like a full moment. Yeah, you know what's really fun is that because we've had to extend so many times in LA, we have a fan base now. And there are some moments in the show, like musically, where there's like a clap, clap. And I think one of our last shows, like 80% of the audience did it with us. And all of us were like, they all that, clapped. They, they knew when to clap. <laughs> this is, I'm telling you, this is like a Rocky Horror. Like I'm waiting for the props and the, the moment. Yeah, the cult following is is strong with this one. I, I'm super excited. I'm so I, I'm so happy you said that you produced it and that I, I noticed it because that is a really big deal. That is a it huge is. deal. It's, it's the first thing that uh, I've done, and I and I say this to our cast and to Ali, my producing partner, all the time. I I feel really really lucky that this is the first pro- like production that I've produced. It's it's really. I feel a little spoiled. I feel like it's never going to be this easy again. <laughs> and I don't, and I shouldn't get used to that. But, um, but it has been uh, a really, really wonderful first time experience. A great way to break the ice as a producer. I, I feel really lucky. Well, I can't wait. Everyone make sure you follow Emma at Emma Hunton on Instagram. Yeah. And you, yes. And you can go get tickets at hrsproductionsla.com. She is HRS all that hood rat shit is all up in there. And then you can go to at exorcistic underscore musical on Instagram. I'm so excited and congratulations. Break all Thank the legs. So much. Thanks, Robert. I'll see you yeah. soon. I'll see you soon. I'm ready to party. I'm, I'm yes. going to We got to celebrate your birthday. I'm, I'm going to celebrate my birthday with you and I'm going to have to, 
I, I may have to sleep on someone's couch because I'll be scared to be by myself. I got you. I promise you will laugh more than you'll cry. Deal. All right. That's a deal. That's a, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Isn't she fun? All right. I'm, that's my dog. Do you hear him? Gosh, podcast people, I'm sorry you have to hear my dog in your earphones. I hope you're enjoying the shows. I hope you're watching and sharing with your friends. Make sure you check us out. We have shows coming to you all the time. We have ticket giveaways right now on our Instagram at The Roundtable with Robert Bannon or at Robert M. Bannon. And you could find out more information about me at robertbannon.com. Oh, albums and shows and parties and accoutrement galore. And uh, I so appreciate you being here with me. I look forward to the next time. Everybody, the best is yet to come. I'll see you again real soon right here at the Roundtable. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.